Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Occasionalist. Matt Pagel here, once again, uh, flying, I guess this is considered half solo uh, for this month, as I'm just interviewing people that I know uh, about their area of expertise. And with me this week is the one and only, a returning guest from a long, long time ago, uh, my hockey correspondent, Rob Nugent. Nugent, how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. It is good to be back with Pagel. Also, I love that you're flying half solo. You know what that reminds me of? Remember the movie Airheads back in the day with Brendan Fraser yes, yes. and Adam Sandler? You got the Lone Rangers? The Lone There's Rangers? Three of you. You're not exactly lone. <laughs> it totally reminds me of it's, flying half solo. It is it is the perfect that is like the perfect equivalent right there. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> the Lone Rangers. You're not exactly lone. <laughs> Um, yeah. No, it's it's great been, movie though. But hey, I'm pumped to be back with you. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I, like I said, Rob is my hockey correspondent, so we're going to be talking. We're definitely going to get into some NHL talk to, to sort of like the I guess the preamble for the interview, and then we're actually going to talk about um, with Rob about his experience playing hockey. He is and he is an amateur. Um, I don't know what you call it, rec league hockey player. Um, and beer he, leagues. I play in the beer leagues. Beer leagues for quite a long time now, correct? Yeah, um, since I moved to Columbus, really, uh, so twelve years, something like that. Yeah, there you go. So, so perfect. We're, we got a lot to talk about here, but before we get into that, uh, a little lightning round question for you, Rob. What song would you want to play after every goal you score? What is your goal scoring song? Oh, oh, goal scoring song. Okay, um, off the top of my head. Okay. Listen, you can hate this song, and, and I'm not going to blame you here. It's not All a right. great song, but I figure it's good for this. Uh, song two by Blur. That woohoo! All right, all right, yeah. I'm I'm Again, into it. I'm not saying like you should be like jamming out to this on a regular basis, but I think for a goal song, I think it's pretty good. I, you so, know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of songs that just work in sports. But it's not like you yeah. necessarily just want to like, you know what I feel like just listening to today? Blur, and in particular song two, like just because. <laughs> but there are songs that definitely work in sports. Yeah, yeah. So I like that one. Um, you know what? I feel like, you know, you score a goal, you're all fired up. What about the beginning of uh, Welcome to the Jungle? Okay, okay, I dig it. We could do that one. How about, um, how about uh, Fight for Your Right to Party? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it'll get everyone going. I I agree. I all right, agree. all right, so, perfect. All right, um, so yeah, there's some of those, and you know what though? Some of those songs work not only after a goal, um, but uh, I think work during a, a hockey fight too. Oh, for sure. Ooh, okay. Quick hockey fight song. Give me one. Mm, um, yeah, I, Welcome to the Jungle. Honestly, might be your best hockey fight song. All right. Um, Keep them separated. The other one, like. What's that? Keep them separated. Little. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Keep come out and play by the Offspring. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Um, you know, the other song that I used to listen to, me and a buddy of mine, um, all the time before hockey games when we were younger, was uh, "Beautiful People" by Marilyn Manson. That'd be a good hockey fight song, I think. I think that's pretty decent. I think that's a pretty decent song right there for for a hockey fight. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I dig that. I mean, you know, Marilyn Manson's, uh, as it turns out, he's just the, he is actually the weirdest person uh, on the planet. Uh, yeah. I, I do, like, I know, it's funny, like, whenever whenever I think about Marilyn Manson now, I'm just sort of like, am I allowed to like his music still for, like, anything? Or or is he, like, officially just, like, fucking dead to everybody? You know, that, 
that's a good question with like a lot of these people, right? Like, can I still watch a Kevin Spacey movie? Like, or am I going, you know, yeah. should I feel like an asshole for even wanting to turn that on? Right. Like, I think there's a lot of those people. I mean, there's a ton of them, right. That all got caught up in the whole me too movement. And so, yeah, it's a little bit of a gray area, perhaps. I It's it's really hard to not watch a Weinstein movie. They made so many good fucking oh. all-time classic movies. Like, I can, you know, it's I guess I guess it's just like in my head I note that like, yes, a complete asshole made this movie, but this movie's really good. Yeah. Well, and they made, you know, half of every movie made in the, the 2000s was from the Weinstein Company, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, pretty much. Um, also, you know what? Um while we're on the topic of Weinstein, uh, the character from Entourage was modeled after him. Yes. Um, um, oh, fucking A. Uh, I forget what they call it. Harvey Weingarten, right? Or Harry Weingarten? Yeah, it was Harvey. Um, but maybe, was it really Weingarten? They, they really didn't even camouflage that one, huh? No, but they, yeah, but they, he, that, that character was a fucking animal. And it was, apparently that was just like the day-to-day with Harvey Weinstein. was like that. Yeah. Which is which is yeah. insane. Wow, what a fucking piece of shit. I know, but let's let's get into hockey. Let's save this and get right, into hockey. Let's right get into hockey. You you uh, texted me. You, you wanted to talk about Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah, right. You wanted to talk a little bit about Connor Bedard. What should we know about Connor Bedard? All right. So here is the thing um, that you will find for for people that don't know a lot about the NHL and what's going on. Uh, this is the year everyone's trying to tank, mm. right? Like. Some drafts are better than others. Uh, this is a strong draft. I think in the first round, um, your top three are all going to be really good. But the very top pick is a kid by the name of Connor Bedard. And he is supposed to be um, maybe not quite Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid level, but Oof. very close. Uh, teams are just openly tanking for him. Yeah, I, I've been I've I have been trying to watch more hockey in the last couple of years. Like I actually usually I usually end up watching the Wednesday night games on TNT or whatever, and yeah. um, like you know not having a particular cheering interest, I kind of haven't like been keep you know what I mean. Like I don't keep up with the teams the same way that you might, but yeah, um, that's kind of I've I have noticed that like all of these primetime games, um, it seems like there's a significant divide. Between in some of these games, where some teams are clearly not trying to win, um, so is that so? Like, what is this? What is this draft? This upcoming draft compared to? Like, is it like going to be like the nineteen eighty four NFL quarterback draft where you have like four Hall of Famers going the first round or whatever? Yeah. So um, what I read was uh, so the top three picks. You got Connor Bedard going number one. You got a kid Adam Fantilli who goes to the University of Michigan. He's going to go number two, and then you got some kid from Russia going number three. The top three picks this year, this is what I read, um, are all three of them are better than the top three picks of the last three years. Oh, so that tells you something right there. I mean, like this is this is the draft where, like, if you're not a great team, you are not trading a first round pick for anyone under any circumstances. Gotcha. Who uh who are the who are the three worst teams right now? Um Chicago is probably the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh hot on their heels, the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> there you go. It's gotten to the point where like I'm just waiting for them to call me and be like, hey Rob, you're pretty terrible at hockey, but you know what? It can't get any worse. You want to join the team? <laughs> so they are just miserable. You could you um, could be that you could be that like local backup goalie, the emergency goalie. Yes, yes. 
put me in there. <laughs> which um, is which is one of the strangest rules in all the sports. I, but I love yeah. it. I fucking love the it. The e-bug, the emergency backup goalie. Yep. Yep, it's unbelievable. Do you want to real quickly, do you want to explain that for anyone who's not yeah. not aware? So every every team dresses two goalies, right? Um however, there is also one goalie who is designated as the e-bug, the emergency backup goalie, who if needed will play for either team. Um so there's been situations where you've got two goalies that both get hurt or something happens. Um, and then you have to bring in the e-bug. Uh, so it happened a few years ago. A guy by the name of David Ayers was in Toronto. He was the uh, the designated guy. He came out and played for Carolina against, like, finished the game against Toronto. Um, and he ended up getting a win, and it was, like, a big story. And I loved it because it was just another reason to give shit to the Maple Leafs fans. Like, because <laughs> this, this guy was the Zamboni driver. Now, granted... <laughs> He was also like, you know, like 34, like he played hockey his whole life. Right. You know, like played in the minors, I think at one point. It's not like they plucked some rando out of the stands or anything. Which would be hilarious but, if that's how they did it. Yes, that would be. <laughs> so, but the fact that he was the Zamboni driver, you know, everyone's giving Leafs fans shit like, hey, you couldn't even beat the Zamboni driver, which as a guy who doesn't really like the Leafs, terrific. That's Absolutely awesome. love giving Leafs shit. So that's the e-bug. Um so yeah, it's been used uh, a couple of times recently. Okay, okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, oh, and who who else is in the in the basement there with Columbus and Chicago? Uh, probably the Anaheim Ducks is probably what I would who I would pick third. Gotcha, gotcha. What is all right? And real quickly here, what is this? What is the situation with the Phoenix Coyotes? Do they just they just <laughs> felt like they didn't need to pay rent anymore? <laughs> um, the Cliff Notes version of this story is. They got kicked out of their arena last year. Um, they were so they almost got evicted mid-season until they paid some money because they were so far behind. And then they said, "Okay, we're going to let you stay for the re- remainder of the year, but you're done." So they had to quick kind of find something. So Arizona State has a hockey team now. They just started like five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. They just built this brand new arena for the hockey team. It seats five thousand people. Keep in mind. Normal arenas seat like 15,000, 20,000. This one seats five, and the Coyotes are playing there. So you can go watch the Coyotes play in a 5,000-seat arena, um, which is hysterical. But also what they're saying is, you know, some of these kids that are coming from Canadian juniors or even like major colleges, they're playing in front of 10 or 15 some, you know, some nights. Mm -hmm. And now you're going playing the NHL in front of five? Probably less than five, I would assume, too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, five is a sellout. Yeah. Right. So it's probably not sold out every night. Man, that's that's insane to me. Like, that is, that's the kind of shit you hear about sports teams, like, in the 1960s and 70s. Like, back when the, the team was owned by someone who owned, like, a laundromat. And, like, they just suddenly yeah. couldn't pay. I mean, that's bizarre. That is very bizarre. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, um, I mean, they're, they're the whole franchise has just been a disaster from day one, really. And everyone's just wondering when when they're finally going to up and move. But it's kind of Gary Bettman, the commissioner, it's kind of it, – that was like his pet project was putting a team there. And so mm-hmm. he's going to try and stick it out as long as he can, I think. It's – you like, just from a business standpoint, that the Phoenix market, the Phoenix area is growing so fast, it would be a huge, huge fucking loss to pull a professional sports team out of a market that's growing that fast. 
Um, yeah, true. But at the same time, you got to wonder if they're only having four or five thousand people right. a night. Right. Do you move them to a Houston or um, you know, like another major city that doesn't have a team? Or literally anywhere in Canada that people will show up for. I, I was going to say, you can move anywhere in Canada and, and fucking 10,000 people will be there every night at least. Yeah. You know what? I mean, you pick the most backwoods part of Canada, which, by the way, Canada does have some terrific backwoods names. Like, you could move them to Moose Jaw, Canada, real place, by the way. Yep. And they would draw better. Uh, yellow Knife, uh, Medicine Hat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Medicine Hat. That's a good one. Yeah, you can move um, many of those places. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So. That's that's just sort of. I mean, like it's it's just fucking sad. Um, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I don't feel bad for billionaires or people who own teams, but like the whole situation is just kind of fucking sad. That like you we couldn't figure you can't figure that out in a market that has a shit ton of money and people that just looking to blow it on something. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, so do you think? Okay, so. <clears throat> do you think part of the part of the reason why hockey kind of just can never quite catch on the way that obviously Gary Bettman would want it to, but um, the, just a big part of the reason are like you, you hear those stories about the Phoenix Coyotes having, you know, like that's a terrible story, um, you know, for the health of the league. Um, you know, Connor Bedard is like this potentially this generational player, but like, do you think like the biggest thing is just like overcoming this sort of, I don't know, lack of information, lack of, um, I, I don't know exactly what to call it. Like, it just feels like it's at all levels. People don't know about hockey for one reason or another. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, so they're back on ESPN this year, which is good, which is good. because yeah. now SportsCenter will actually show, show hockey, hockey again. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's good from a, um, you know, from the viewpoint of like kind of getting some eyeballs in there and, and that kind of thing. Um but yeah, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I will tell you, as I've gotten older, like when I was younger, I used to feel like I used to be like, oh, no, 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 like hockey's big. It's it's a major sport, blah, blah, blah. As I've gotten older, I kind of realize now, like, maybe I don't want hockey to be huge. Mm. Maybe I enjoy going and, you know, being able to get into a Blue Jackets game for 25 or 30 bucks on a lot of nights. Yeah. And, um, you know, enjoying going to a game where it's not going to be sold out and you're crammed wall to wall with people and takes an hour to get out and you know all that kind of stuff like man maybe it's not the worst thing and i can still you know this day and age i can get any game i want to on tv uh streaming thanks to espn plus so yeah maybe it's not the worst thing that you know that it's not a not a huge you know not as big as football baseball basketball yeah yeah i gotcha i gotcha i i I posited um actually talked about um hockey a couple episodes ago and I posited that like one one of the reasons why it just it's hard for it to catch on, like none of us, especially like if you I don't know if you're from Phoenix or something, you probably didn't grow up with easy access to hockey, right? Like you have to yeah. really find a, you have to really have to go out of your way to do it. If you grew up in Canada, you have skates and a stick, you can go out into a fr- frozen pond and play hockey against people. Like it's yeah, the access is just so much easier. Um, so that was like one thing I posited, but like in in terms of like. Just to actually to get back to Connor Bernard, he is playing. Where is he playing right now? What league? Um, he's in the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League. Okay, so I also kind of think that's like part of the the issue that kind of stands in the way. Like I think people understand in the U.S. they understand like how baseball minor leagues work, 
and hockey minor leagues kind of work the same, but also they don't. Like they're not as it's not the same way draft the guys in your system. He's in the pipeline. You're going to see him in a couple years. Like someone might be in the Ontario Junior Hockey League or Quebec Junior Hockey League, get drafted multiple times. And you never, yeah, so never see them. Hockey works a little bit different than, than most sports for sure in the draft yeah. where like you're, uh, you're automatically eligible to get drafted when you turn 18. So mm-hmm. like there's no declaring for the draft. Right. So uh, you can turn 18 and then, you know, assuming unless you're like a top three pick um, you're not going to be playing for, for the team that year. So a lot of times, you know, these guys say, Hey, I'm going to go play in juniors. I'm going to go to college and play for a year or two. Um, if you're European, you're just going to stay in Europe, play in whatever European league mm-hmm. uh, you're already playing in over there, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, definitely a whole lot different than than most other sports. Yeah. So, like, you can be drafted and still be playing in college. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that, I know that, that that's a big – it's always kind of funny, like, when um, whenever the Frozen Four rolls around and they talk about, like, some of these – you know, some of these, these schools with, like, just... I mean, they have NHL players all over, like, their rosters, essentially. Well, I should say NFL... Yeah. Or NHL draftees all over their rosters. And yeah. it's just funny hearing, like, oh, yeah, he's he's been drafted by them, he's been drafted by them, he's been drafted by them. I'm like, oh, okay, so, like... I mean, if this was... If this was... Um, if this was the college football, those kids would not be playing. If they were right. already... Like, if, if you knew ahead of time, like, oh, by the way, you were drafted in the first round. Um, well, you know, this bowl game sounds great and all, but uh, I'm out. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, any other final hockey thoughts, NHL thoughts, before we get into your uh, personal hockey experience? Uh, I just want to say that the uh, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, are uh, you know looking to get back to the uh, the Stanley Cup final for the fourth consecutive year. Um, and uh, I can't wait for the playoffs to start in, uh, in mid-April or so. It should be. Mm-hmm. So hey, I'm pumped. Can- yeah, real quick. How uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming the Lightning are are right there to be to get back to the cup, right? Get back and get the cup again, right? Yeah. So um, the Lightning are they have a tough road because they play in a really good division. So they're going to play Toronto in the first round. They're right now duking it out to see who plays, who's going to get home ice advantage. Um, then they're going to have to play the Boston Bruins in the second round, who are the best team in the NHL this year. And then if they get through that. They would play probably the Carolina Hurricanes, who are pretty good this year. Then they would go to the, if they win that, then they go to the Stanley Cup final. So, if if they make it, it is a tough road ahead for sure. Um, but I've been blessed to, to watch them, you know, these past few years um, win two cups, and I mean it's it's been awesome. Make runs and and all that. I was also there live when they had one of the best records in the NHL, and then got swept by the Blue Jackets in the first round. And I wanted to strangle someone. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sucked. Yeah, no shit, no shit. All right, let's get into uh, let's get into your personal experience here. So, <clears throat> like you said, you've been playing you've been playing beer league hockey now for over a decade. What do you find most satisfying about still about at this age at this time in your life still taking part in an organized sport? Um. So I would say it's two things, all right? And I think that, you know, I mean, I've played hockey since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I still play adult league, whatever. But you know what? You ask any adult who still plays a sport. Like, you get guys on a softball team or, you know, whatever it is. Like, a, a rec basketball league. I think there's two things that, that keep you coming back. One is, you know, I still enjoy the sport. And what 
what I still love about it, like you go out, you score a goal, you make a good play, something happened, like you still feel good, right? That if you remember when you played sports when you were a kid and that happened, like that doesn't go away when you, uh, mm-hmm. when you become an adult by any means. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I think it's just uh, hanging out with like with friends and like the guys in the locker room and I play on Thursdays. So like, you know, we'll go out for, uh, for a couple of beers to the bar afterwards and that kind of thing. Like just kind of hanging out with the dudes in the locker room bars afterwards and, and all that. Like there's definitely that camaraderie type thing to mm-hmm. it as well. For sure. I, I, I always like think about, um, you know, cause I played like football and baseball and basketball and shit growing up. And I always think about personally, just like the things that like I miss about like playing football, certainly not practice, uh, certainly not any of the fucking dickhead coaches, but like, just like hanging out, being a dickhead in the locker room, hanging out with people afterwards, like that, like I think about that shit all the time, how much fun that was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's a big part of it is I've become, uh, I've made some good friends from, you know, playing in these leagues and guys I like hanging out with and, and that kind of thing. And that's a, a huge part of it for sure, right? If I played on a team with a bunch of guys I didn't like, like I would stop playing. It, it, it would mm-hmm. suck. Oh, so, for sure. It's good to have a, you know a, a group of guys that that I like and enjoy hanging out with. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, you know, again, I, I mean, obviously, you like you like hockey. That's why you play it. But why not? Like, why is it like? Why haven't you shifted to like bowling or some other like more low impact, a little bit more leisurely kind of uh, activity? The dude doesn't abide, man. The dude <laughs> does not abide. You don't fuck with the Jesus. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I think that uh, I'm going to play hockey for as long as I can. And I, you know what? I play golf in the summers. Um, but uh, I'm going to play hockey for as long as my body can hold up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm 40 years old. I will say the most frustrating part of playing hockey as an adult is watching your skills just – completely fall off as you get older like that part definitely sucks like you know i look sometimes i I think about these games i'm like man 10 years ago i would skate through every one of these guys and now i absolutely can't do that um so but you know what i'll play for as as long as i possibly can and as long as i can hold up i enjoy it it's fun uh you know what it's uh some exercise and so we'll see how long i can take it here Mm mm-hmm I think, um, yeah, I think, I, I think because it's, I think if you didn't really, if you didn't really like hockey that much, I couldn't imagine that you want to keep pushing yourself, you know, right. at, you know, 40 plus whatever, you know, however many years you want to do it. But I think, with, I think the same, I'm the, sort of the same way with like, I'm the same way with weightlifting. Like I'm going to keep doing some of this really heavy hard shit until I just can't. And then yeah. that's when it's over. No, I shouldn't say over. That's when it's time to change to maybe not trying to like pick up like engine blocks and shit like off the ground. <laughs> so that's when it's time to change. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I totally feel you on that. Like as long as, and I think the the good thing is like um, with all these like with all these rec leagues, there's definitely going to be like a fifty plus men's league somewhere that you can join if you really want to. Like I can guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? So I actually moved down a division this year. I've been saying for the past couple of years, like once I turn 40, I'm moving down a division. So I turned 40 over the summer. So I moved down division. Um, it is, uh, you know, it's slow. We're all pretty out of shape and all that, but we're still having fun doing it. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. I just, now I'm picturing you with like a bunch of like 65 year old men and you're just like cross checking it and stuff. <laughs> well, like in the, the league I used to play in, it was like a lot of guys in their twenties and thirties. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I am too old for this shit. So, um, it was good to, uh, to be in a little bit more age appropriate league, but I would say, you know, there's a lot of guys like in their forties, uh, probably some in their fifties, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely more age appropriate. Yeah, I, I was looking at I was looking at some uh, baseball leagues actually, and um, I had a friend who played in like a, a men's league for the past like several years, and he was just like, I'm kind of relieved I'm out of this one particular league because it is a lot of people who are like in their twenties, and they're yeah. up there trying to throw a hundred mile an hour fastballs past you, and it's mm-hmm. just like, okay, let's the the fucking guardians aren't they don't have a scout here, so let's. <laughs> Let's take it down a couple of notches and like actually have fun and don't like don't yeah. lose control and hit me. And you know what? I will tell you this. Here's the other thing about beer league. Um, there are always guys out there that act like they want to fight all the fucking time. I think there's a lot of guys that watch hockey on TV and they think to themselves like, "Oh, well, beer league should be like this." And then something <laughs> happens and someone's like, "Well, do you want to go?" Which is do you want to go is code word in hockey for do you want to fight? Yeah. And someone's like, you want to go? Then the other guy goes, well, do you want to go? And then first guy goes, well, do you want to go? I'm like, would you two idiots shut up? Neither of you are going to fight. Get the hell back to the bench. Neither of you are interested in fighting. You're not going to do it. But people (laughs) yell that shit at each other all the time. They act like they're super tough and nothing ever comes of it. I see it all the time. If they got into a fight, they'd have to go home and explain to their wives why they have a fucking black eye. Yeah, not not only that, but like, imagine like you know you're on a Skype call at work and you got a black eye. Like, what happened? Like, uh, well, uh, uh. yeah, like I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So how do you get yourself into game mode? Right, like, I, I mean, I know like you're 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 not taking it as seriously as you did like when you were like playing youth hockey, but like you probably still kind of put yourself in like a, a headspace to like to get ready to play. So like, how do you? How do you do that knowing that the stakes aren't particularly high? Yeah, I think that the only thing I do these days is I do like getting to the rink a little bit early. Um, and I just watch whatever is on the rink in front of me. Sometimes it's a decent high school game, which is kind of fun to watch. I mean, sometimes it's uh, nine-year-olds out there having practice. But I do kind of like to to just get to the rink a little bit early and see what's going on out there. And I think it just kind of starts getting you ready. I mean, like you said, right? I, I it's not like uh, there's huge stakes here. I'm not some guy going out like win at all cost type thing. Um, you know, I, I know it's beer league hockey and the winner gets a t-shirt at the end of it. So it doesn't really matter so much. But I think for me, that's what I do is I like to get there a little bit early, see what's going on at the rink, um, just kind of watch whatever's happening and then then hop in and uh, into the locker room, start getting dressed. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you, um, Did you notice like, I don't know, like, was, like, was there, like, a point in time? I mean, obviously, again, like, playing playing sports as, like, an older adult is just, it's different. But, like, was there, like, a sort of sort of point in time where, like, you really did notice that, like, yeah, like, I, I'm not, this is, I'm, I'm here to have fun. I'm not necessarily here to, like, win. Like, was there, like, a point in time in your life where, you, like, you really noticed that sort of switch? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, even early on as an adult, uh, you know, we were still like, still wanted to win and still went pretty hard and that kind of thing. I don't know if there was like a turning point. I think it was just a, a gradual mellowing out over the years mm. of like, 
hey, you know what? Like, I used to be the guy that, um, even in adult league, was always out there yelling and swearing at people and getting all, like, you know, losing my shit on about things and all that. Um, but, yeah, I don't do it anymore. I, maybe it was just, like, getting older and having kids and, and that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. you realize, like, yeah, you know, it's just a fucking hockey game, whatever. <laughs> gotcha, I gotcha. Um, I, I, and now, like, I am, again, like, imagining you just, like, again, it, in my head, this is you screaming at old men. Like, that's really what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. at someone's no. grandpa, like, right in their face. Now, I will say that, you know, when you get called for a penalty that you think was questionable or something like that, like, I mean, there are definitely times that I still, uh, still get a little fired up or, or something like that. One of my favorite things to do still is if you get called for a penalty and you think it's a little bit questionable, I always yell to the ref and I make sure that the other guy who I was just got called on this penalty against can hear it. I always make sure and say, hey, it's not my fault. This guy can't fucking skate. And that way, you know, it's just a way just to piss off guys in the other team. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then it, they'll say something back and then I'll usually be like, hey, I'll learn to skate classes or next week. Why don't you think about signing up for them? Like just that that aspect of talking shit. I still enjoy that. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> um, well, OK, so actually two questions there. One, like what's what is the best you've been zinged before? Like who got you fucking good? Um. Oh, I don't know. Ah, uh, nothing. Nothing comes up off the top of my head. All right. How, how about how about what, what's like your favorite one that you've thrown out at somebody? I'll tell you. Um. The the one thing I remember growing up as a kid. Um. The one situation I remember the most is I, I collided with a guy and we were both gonna fall down. Right. Like it was a big hit. This was back when I was playing full contact hockey, Mm -hmm. we were both going to fall down, but a guy from behind me was coming in and he hit me as well. And so not only did that kind of like write me back up and prohibit me from falling, but then that guy fell down too. So when it was done, I'm standing there and you've got two guys laying on the ice. This is the only time in my whole life this happened to me. And like, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm, I'm five foot eight, right? I'm not a big dude. I'm not a guy known for throwing massive hits or anything, mm-hmm. but it just so happened that I was involved where, you know, I, one collision, two of these guys fell over. I was still standing there and believe me, I let them fucking know about it for sure. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, you know what? Take a fucking seat was always like my go-to of you know, when I knocked a guy down, like when I was younger, you know, mm-hmm. like you knocked it out, just eh, take a fucking seat. You're right. And then, you know, keep on going with the game. I went with that a lot. Um, yeah, I think it was it was that kind of stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Take a fucking seat. Like it. I I am I yeah. am sort of I am sort of picturing you now because like yeah, Rob Rob is very normal sized. Like you're a very normal sized human being. You're not like six four, like a two hundred and thirty pound like former pro hockey player or something. Very normal sized. I'm imagining you getting sandwiched by two bigger guys, and then you're just kind of like, just for a second there, you're kind of like, shit, am I dead or like nope. Yeah. All right, good to go. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Now, also, when it comes to talking shit, I will say, um, in general, in these leagues, you hear a lot of Letterkenny stuff out there. Oh, I was, uh, was going to say, yeah. Like, we all watch Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. We all throw lines out there, right? You know, uh, someone's running their mouth. Oh, you CrossFit? Why don't you cross fuck off? You know, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. 
I I think and I think um I think between I know for sure since you since you watched Letter Kenny I think at this point I could I could also throw those insults out in a really believable Canadian accent like I watch enough <laughs> Canadian TV to do that you know what there's something about Letter Kenny like God it's the the insults that they have there not just the hockey but like just in general mm-hmm. just absolutely terrific give your balls a tug yeah. Yeah. God, Love it. You remind me of Lemony Snicket. Your whole life's been a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> it, it, it is, that is like, um, there's there's one episode in particular that I always tell people, like, to watch first to get, like, an idea of, like, what's going on with the show. And it's that Valentine's episode where they're just, like, throwing out, like, sexual innuendos, insults. It just, it's <laughs> very clearly a lot of it is improv, and it's just back and forth, like, the entire episode of this dating thing. I'm like, yeah. I tell people, like, watch that. That is, like, the, the gist of the show. And, like, that's the conversation. That's the dialogue just back and forth. It's so I mean, fun. if you think about the pilot episode, the very first five minutes of the whole show in that pilot episode is the two hockey players pull up, and it's just insults flying back and forth with mm-hmm. those guys. And it was just like, well, this is the show. Buckle up. Let's go. I know. I know. I know. So fucking fantastic. And those, dude, the hockey players are, I, I mean, easily my favorite. My, whenever they pop up on screen, I'm just like, okay, something fun is going to happen. Like right now. Yeah. They're fucking incredible. Yeah. For sure. So, all right. So, uh, you kind of mentioned this is like, you know, for you, like it, it is sort of like a, a form of exercise, getting out there, staying active, whatever, whatever else. Do you do anything to like prepare for for the season that, that's upcoming? Uh, yeah. So if I show you, uh, if I sent you a picture of myself without a shirt on, and you saw this dad bod, you would know that the answer is no. No, I do not. <laughs> uh, All muscle memory. I, then, well, gotcha. yeah, I do. I mean, you know, you try and stay in shape, but um, no, I, I wouldn't say there's really anything that I I'm really doing out there. Uh, you try and get out, maybe play a pickup game, or there's um. There's like open ice uh, in Columbus sometimes. Like mm-hmm. you show up, you pay 12 bucks and it's just, you know, for whoever shows up just a sheet of ice for an hour to go out and skate around and do whatever. So gotcha. you try and hit some of those up sometimes to maybe get prepared. But um, yeah, there's not a lot of practicing going on or uh, conditioning. I should say <laughs> Tom Brady would be very disappointed in you. Yeah. There's, there's no avocado ice cream going on over here. This is the real deal. <laughs> Isn't it. that what he eats? Avocado ice cream? I don't I don't know if he eats real food at this point in time of his life. I really hope next year when we see him doing whatever he's doing, he's just fat as fuck. Like he just <laughs> he's just like, that's it, drinking beers, I'm eating, I don't care anymore. I don't have to stay in shape for anything. Like Ben Stiller's uh Globo Gym guy. Yeah. We're like he just goes off the deep end at the very end of the show and he's he's like three hundred pounds. Yep, yep, exactly. Dude, I, apparently, yeah. like, when he was, like, before he got into the, you know, the, the TB12 method, like, apparently he was, like, the best beer chugger in the Patriots. Like, hmm. any and all comers, he would just, like, like these, like, legendary nights where he would, like, go one at a time each against each lineman and just fucking bury him. Just bury him. Nope. It would chug, like, 15, 20 beers a night. Wow. Not the guy I would think of for that. I, you know what, though? Kind of. I, I do kind of, because, like... Of course, since Tom Brady is a fucking alien. So, like, of course he can do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So, what is what is the toughest thing about making room in your life for this kind of hobby, for this kind of passion? You know, I think for me, 
I'm married. We've got three kids at home. You know, it's um, it's simply a, a time thing, mm-hmm. right? I would love to, you know, when I think back, like in my 20s, and I had all the time in the world and not, you know, whatever. Um, I would love to to say, hey, I'm going to play two or three nights a week and get to the gym, you know, three to three times a week and, and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, like I got three kids at home, like that's just not a possibility for me. So for me, it's it's really just a, a time management thing. Um, the other thing is, you know what? I will say we play late games sometimes. And like when you have a 1030 game in January and it's 14 <laughs> degrees outside, mm-hmm. like you do not really want to leave the house to go play that game. Like mm-hmm. when you get there and you're, you know, you got your, the gear on, you step out on the ice, you're good to go. But like, there are definitely times I get into the car and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing right now? <laughs> you know, why do I do this? So uh, do, uh, do, do Dominic and Cam have any interest in, in playing hockey with you or doing anything hockey related with you? Yeah. So Dom is, uh, he's 14. Um, he's gotten pretty into hockey he did like street hockey and stuff like through the rec center for a little bit. Um, but he likes it a lot and, you know, he'll occasionally watch stuff. He's a Jackets fan. Cam is now getting real into hockey. Uh, he's five. And when I watch in the playoffs, like last year, he watched some playoff games with me and he always knew like who the lightning were playing and that kind of thing. So yeah, he's getting into it. I got him on skates for the first time couple weeks ago we went to open skate so that was pretty cool awesome awesome so yeah so like a good thing that like you know your kids will like it, it keep you involved in this at least for you know you know for the foreseeable future more than likely yeah yeah for sure um so what piece of advice would you give to someone interested in taking up hockey maybe or really any rec league sport like for the first time uh don't root for the fucking bruins they suck <laughs> that would be uh that would be my main advice, but, um, you know what? So in Columbus, like there's a, a number of different like skill levels that you can play in. So there's one, like if the lowest level is like guys that, um, you know, as adults that are like, I'm going to try hockey and they, they can barely skate and they're really out there for the first time. Don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I would say like, see what, you know, what there is to offer, or, you know, what your city has to offer, what your location has. And you'd probably be surprised at, at what you find. And I think that's not only for for hockey. I think it's really for any sport, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I know there's all kind of adult soccer leagues and you play softball and you can do, you know, all kinds of stuff out there. So if it's something you think you're interested in, take a look, see what else is, you know, what's out there, what's available. And um, there's always, you know, beginner leagues and stuff like that that are, you know, not as much pressure and, you know, people just kind of learning and having fun and, and that deal. So um, I know that you can definitely do that in Columbus with hockey. Yeah. It's um, I think obviously where you're, where you are is going to determine quite a bit of that. Like if, you know, uh, certain, certain cities have more offerings than other. I'm sure like if you, I don't know, if you lived in fucking New York, you could do any, like literally any sport you could think of or any hobby you could yeah. think of. Um but um, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think that's actually something in, in my sort of kind of being curious about getting back into playing baseball. I was actually surprised at like, I was surprised at the amount of men's leagues that exist that are not yeah. so, that aren't softball that are actually baseball. Um, yeah. And of the varying not just men's league, there's also like co-ed leagues. Um, there's also you know what I mean. So I'm assuming those are a little bit more um, 
geared down a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make that assumption that, like, there aren't guys, like, trying to, like, blow away their wives and shit, like, on the mound or whatever. <laughs> or maybe there are. I mean, I don't know. But pro- there probably are. There actually, yeah. It's it's the one night a week that guy has, like, to get one over on his wife. And he's just like, I'm, I'm putting one right between your shoulder blades. That's it. Yeah. You know what? I think that no matter what... Um... No matter what league you're playing in, no matter what sport it is, you're always going to find some fucking high school hero that wants to, you know, <laughs> still relive the glory days and go like full on out and that kind of thing. Oh, for sure. I will say this. If I do get back into baseball this summer, the first time I hit a home run, it's going to be Jose Batista bat flipping fucking everywhere. I'm going to be the most obnoxious person possible. Yeah, I, you got to, right? <laughs> So, like, while I agree with you, I will be that high school hero for, like, one at bat. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Just one time, just to just to show everyone you still got it. Nothing wrong with that. And then I strike out every other at bat for, like, two straight games. Uh, look miserable. <laughs> Fucking Dave Kingman, basically. Um, all right. <laughs> any other any other thoughts on your, on your rec league experience? On your beer league experience? You know what? I would just tell you, like, I just, um, I just enjoyed the... I enjoy playing. I enjoy hanging out with the guys. Like it's a lot of fun. So um, yeah, it's. Uh, I wish I could do it more. I wish I had more time for it, but mm-hmm. but it's a good time. But uh, I will also say, you know what? I play. Uh, I play hockey like uh, like I play golf. Not well, but I love doing it. <laughs> that that is no exaggeration. And I'm not going to talk shit about people's golf game because I am fucking terrible at golf. But uh, Nugent, I do enjoy playing golf. Watching you play golf, it is. An interesting uh, case study and how that sport can be played and pushed to its limits. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know what? I, I thought, uh, I think it's pretty normal that you drink 12 beers while you play a round of golf. Is that, 12, is that 12 not beers normal? beers and, uh, and, and just, uh, remember the giant flask? Was that at Jones's? Oh. Was that at Jones's? Do I remember it? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> I know of it. I, you're right. I, that's, that's actually a really good point. I do remember being there, um, but uh, yeah. that's about it. But, yeah. uh, oh, real quickly, what number are you when you play hockey? No, oh, number nine. I've been number nine since I was a kid. Any, um, any reason behind Morty it? Morty Howe's number, Wayne Gretzky's ah. first number. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's uh, some some very good players that, uh, that have worn number nine. So I've been number nine since, uh, probably since junior high. Gotcha, gotcha. If you keep... If you keep playing rec league hockey for another, I don't know what, 20 years, you could catch up to Gordy Howe for how long he played in the NHL. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. He but, played for an uh, absurdly long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Obscenely long time. You know, the, that's the other thing about hockey is, like, there are some guys that just, um, like, freaks of nature that will play forever. Yarmir Yager was one of those guys. Isn't he still playing in a pro league, like, in the Czech Republic or something? Um, He is... Yeah, he plays, like, part-time, though, I think. Right, it's not... Yeah, he's not, like... Right, but I mean, he's still like, what, he's got to be like 53, 54? Yeah, I think he's uh, he's like 50, something like that. Yeah. Um, but like Chris Chelios was playing in the in the minor leagues here in the U.S. He was like 46. Jesus. Like that, that's an absolute freak of nature. I, it, it amazes me that considering considering the, the high, the, I shouldn't say the high rate of injury, but like the, the possibility of like, you know, the speed of hockey lending itself to, like football, the speed of football lending itself to more like high impact injuries. 
amazes me that guys can play into their forties playing at like yeah. at that level too. Not just, not just sitting on a bench, like actually playing at, at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I will tell you part of the reason why, like in order to do that, you've got to be, um, you've got to be just dedicated to staying in shape and all that. Chris Chelios is a guy, there's rumors that about him that after a game, so you've played in the game, you're exhausted, all that. He would take a stationary bike and put it in the sauna and then do a workout on a stationary bike in the sauna after a game. Jesus. I'll be honest. I don't have that level of compete in me. There's, <laughs> I just, if they're like, hey, you can make it the NHL if you did this. And I'd be like, yeah, well, I guess I'm not playing in the NHL. <laughs> you know what? Beer league for me. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. So, Jeez. yeah, some guys are just absolute weirdos like that. Jesus. I know. That's nuts. That's nuts. Like, there is... Um, back when, uh, Jason Giambi was playing for the Yankees, um, I guess he would like play a, you know, play a full game and then like go work out for two and a half hours afterwards. Granted, he had, uh, he had some really good supplements coursing through his veins, but, um, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, you still got to go like play a three hour baseball game and then go work out two and a half hours after that. That's insane. Yeah. yeah insane. Absolutely. All right. So let's wrap this up here with a top five. You've changed this up on me a little bit. Um, so I'll just let you, I'll give like the general premise here. We're going to have Nugent put together a hockey team, uh, around him. So his top five players that he wants on the ice with him. Um, what were the, what were the changes that you made? So I've been on the podcast before and last time I did, um, the best fictional, uh, fictional hockey players. Like if I were making a team, like a starting lineup of fictional hockey players. So like, um, I had, uh, I believe I had Julie, the cat Gaffney from D2, is my goalie. (laughs) I've seen young blood from the movie young blood is one of my forwards. Uh, you know, like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I made up, um, basically if you just took fictional athletes, not hockey players, any sport and put them on a hockey team where like you could train them and make them hockey players. For sure. Who would it be? So assuming it's me and these other guys out there, I've rounded out a full team. All right. All right, perfect. What, what? By the way, what position do you play? I'm left wing. Okay, gotcha. So I'm our left wing uh, as center, right? Mm-hmm. I wanted a guy. Now in hockey, they talk about a locker room guy a lot. Ah, oh, he's a good locker room guy, right? Veteran, good presence, you know, mature. Um, gonna kind of keep guys in line, stuff like that. I needed a guy like that. I need a locker room guy, Pagel. Um, so you know who I took. From Bull Durham, Crash Davis. F- oh, Kevin fucking Thompson love this. Sir. Fucking love this. Um, yeah. That, the ultimate locker room guy. Great great, posi- great position to have as your leader, too. Catchers are always, you know, more often than not, catchers are like the team leader uh, in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think he's going to be good for the squad. He's, uh, not, God, now I think about it. How many sports movies do you think that guy's been in? Uh, right, he's in League of Their Own. He was in Bull Durham. I know he's been in others. Um, oh, there's that Not one for the, for the love of the game. Um, what, I'm, what, Field of Dreams. Not a League of Their Own. Field, God, Field of Dreams, of but he's also in For the Love of the Game, where he's throwing like a no hitter or something. And uh, you're right. I think there's another sports movie he's in. Uh, he was also the GM of the Browns. That's right. That's one. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's who I've got as my center. 
Kevin Costner. Now, love the love, love it, love it. Crash Davis, good now, choice. Now we move over to right wing. This may be cheating a little bit, and I'll explain why. But forwards, the NHL today is all about speed. I need a speedy guy. I need a guy who can move. Right? Mm-hmm. Who do I want as my right wing? Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Sandlot. <sighs> There you go. There you go. Does he get to wear the PF Flyers is the real question. Oh, yeah. We'll make special PF Flyer skates. There you go. Perfect. So, Perfect. Now, I say this is cheating a little bit because this guy was also in D2. I did not know that. Yeah. He um, he was Luis Mendoza in D2, and he was super fast, but he couldn't stop. That was his thing. So, uh, now, okay, I do a little bit. I do remember that now, actually, but that fucking works, though. That fucking works. We're, yeah. It's fine. We're going with Benny the Jet. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, all right. So, forward. Me, Crash Davis, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. I think we got a solid forward line here. So, okay. Going to left defense. I needed I needed an athlete. I need someone athletic. Uh, I need someone who can get back on D, rush back, but also hop into the play, make things happen. Um you know, defensemen a lot of times are bigger guys, but sometimes, uh, you know, if you know how to play and you know how to use your body and you, you know that kind of thing, you can get away with a smaller guy. Mm-hmm. I went for athleticism over size here. I'm going from any given Sunday, Jamie Foxx's character, Steeman Willie Beeman. Oh, love it! Keeps the ladies creaming. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that last part, but that's hysterical. That, remember from the when he has the music video, like in the middle of like his his like success montage. It's 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 just I forgot who he's in the video with, but it's like Steven Willie Beeman got the ladies keep some creaming. <laughs> that is terrific. So yeah, I figure you know what he can uh, he can play in all kinds of situations. You know he's going to be athletic. Uh, you can put him out there for he can log big minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's got the stamina to do it. So yeah, I thought that was a good call. Very good call. Love it. Love it. So now on right defense, I've got a smaller guy. Now I need a bigger guy, right? Mm. I also need someone who's going to police things a little bit. I need a guy who's not afraid to get out and get dirty. I need a guy who's willing to jump in and fight if someone tries to take out my star player. So who am I taking here? Ivan fucking Drago. <laughs> and he's Russian. It works perfectly. Uh, and he's Russian. It works perfect. Can you imagine the puck goes in the corner and that guy's full blast coming behind you, ready to put you through the boards? Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Like, I would just get out of the way and be like, it's all you, sir. Have at it. <laughs> we'll see it. We'll see it next time. Not not this time. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know what? You give someone a cheap shot. Like, you're going to think twice knowing that Ivan Drago is coming to rearrange your face. I mean, Ivan Drago did kill the U- the former U.S. heavyweight champion in an exhibition match. So yeah, if like he dies, <laughs> he dies. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking perfect. That is fucking perfect. Yeah. So Ivan Drago. All right. So Stephen Willie Beeman, Ivan Drago on defense. Uh, now goalie. Yeah. Who's I who's thought between, a lot about this? Who's between the pipes here? This is a big one. This is a big one. I thought a lot about this. Of any sport, any position you can think of, what's the the closest to goalie? The closest to goalie, um, shortstop. I actually thought catcher. Okay, catcher. Yeah. Right? Now, I've already got Crash Davis on here. Great catcher, but I need Crash Davis as my my veteran center here. Uh, I thought about Jake Taylor. 
Ooh. Um, Major League. Mm-hmm. Would have been a good call, but you know what? I had to go with the person who caught a baseball thrown straight at her face from point-blank range, barehanded by Madonna. I'm going with Dottie Hinson from Elite <laughs> Yes! <laughs> perfect. Fucking perfect. Do you remember when Madonna tried to kill her with that baseball and just threw it right at her head and she caught it barehanded? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, Dottie. I mean, you, you can't have better hands than that. Incredible choice. That is an incredible choice. Taller goalie. Taller Gina Davis is like 6'1". Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And she's, uh, did you know that she's like an actual, um, like, she has, she's never made the Olympics, but she always gets the Olympic trials in archery. I've heard that before. Like, she's really good at it. Which is, a, a, like, how do you get started in archery? I, I, I used to do it as a kid, but like, I don't know... Um, like I, it's one of those things I think would be kind of fun to like partake in again, but I'm also like, where the, where do I go? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I wouldn't know the, the first thing I, to do there. Like, where do I like, just like go out in the woods and like, shoot, I'm, someone's going to see me and like call the cops. There's a big like, Mexican man in the, the woods working. Yeah. With weaponry. When you watch the Olympics and you see like, uh, you know, like luge and stuff like that. I'm like, how do you get started in luge? What kid is like, I want to be a loser. Like, <laughs> Well, there, I, I don't understand how people get started in some of this stuff. It it, it really is nuts. Like as is when you think about it, again, like I, I think like hockey has like a, obviously has a higher level of entry. I mean, roller hockey and you can do that kind of stuff. But like you want to play hockey, hockey, it's a higher level of entry than basketball. Like what do you need to play yeah. basketball? Shoes and a ball. Um who has like an extra skeleton luge? lying around their garage like <laughs> oh yeah like no this is fine and then like there's obviously the luge track that i have nearby my house yeah we'll just build you a track in the backyard the the the, the crazy thing is i do you know that there's someone who's like parents did that for them oh i'm i'm sure absolutely fucking crazy all right so let's go through your starting lineup wait, one I, more time here oh good wait i got more hold on oh hold go on. ahead go more. ahead i got a coach all right do it now the greatest coach that i can think of from Major League, Mr. Lou Brown. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Lou, how would you like to manage the Indians? I don't know. I got a guy in the other line about some white walls. Let me call you back. The, the, the best, maybe the best sports, maybe the best line in any sports movie ever. I I laugh every time I see that. I absolutely love that line. Uh, terrific. So I would love Lou Brown to be my coach. I think that he would he would bring out the best and then also, I've got an honorable mention, maybe like a, a sixth man, okay. per se, if you will. Um, Andre Krim, who you may remember as being played by Sinbad in the cinematic masterpiece, Necessary Roughness. Oh, yes. <laughs> the, the, definitive, the definitive college football movie. Um, yes. I, like, I know people like the program. Nope. Love love Necessary Roughness. That is that that is my favorite college football movie. Necessary Roughness is um, easily in my top ten, maybe even my top five of sports movies. I like it that much. I mean, uh, friend of the program, Jeremy Jones and I quote it quite a bit. Hey, Popkey, send it in. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, just a, a great movie altogether, and um, absolutely loved Sinbad in there. Kathy Ireland was the the kicker. Was it Kathy Ireland? Kathy Ireland, yeah, yeah. 
Um, great movie altogether, but um, you know what? Sinbad's a, a big bad dude, and uh, yeah, so I, I need him as the sixth man. Sinbad gets the gets the shot on the Texas state line or the Texas, uh, whatever they're calling the fake university from Texas, the other one. Um, he gets yeah, the shot on the linebacker, doesn't he? Like blows his face mask off. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, blew his face mask off and like blew some teeth out. Yeah, I remember the the clip. Um, yeah, I think that would probably be. I bet it was Sinbad. Had to be right. Like at that at that point in time, your two stars would have been Scott Bakula and Sinbad. Had to be Sinbad. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do love, and I do love in that movie that like Scott Bakula is like real old, and he's like I think he's like our age, and I'm just like, oh, that's too old to be playing sports. Right. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, that's so depressing. I, I didn't need that stat, man. I did not need that. That is, that is depressing. He's got he's got eligibility left. Bring him in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so let's let's go back over your team real quick here. All right. So we got uh, I'm at left wing. We got Crash Davis at center. Benny the Jet Rodriguez Love at it. right wing. Steeman Willie Beeman from any given Sunday on D. Along with Ivan Drago, Dottie Hinson lining up between the pipes. Uh, Lou Brown is our coach, and uh, Big Bad Andre Krim is uh, our first man uh, out from the bench. There you go. Love it. Love it. Um, this is awesome. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I, I'm glad I got a chance to talk hockey with someone other than. Well, I don't really talk hockey with anybody else. <laughs> There's just no one, <laughs> literally no one. I, and again, like I, I'm just sort of kind of getting back into it, but like I have literally no one to talk hockey with. So yeah, very no, pleased that you I'm sat down to guy. do this. Huh? I, I'm I, available. I whenever whenever we bring up hockey in the future, which probably will be a little bit more frequently, I'll 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 make sure to throw you a text to see if you're available, even for like 10, 15 minutes or whatever, because you were yeah, you were now absolutely. officially our hockey correspondent. I like it. I like it. Uh, any any last thoughts here before we uh, wrap things up? Um, you know what? I uh, let's see here. I am going to New York City. I do a hockey trip every year. Um, I'm going to mm-hmm. go see uh, three games, three nights, three different locations. Where, where are you um, going? Devils, Rangers, Islanders. Nice, nice. Three consecutive nights. So it's a uh, it's an aggressive trip, but it should be a good time. The uh, the Devils play in Newark, right? Like I'm assuming. Correct. Okay. Because I, I was so thinking like about that. Could stay in Manhattan and hit all three. Oh, I figured. As, okay, yeah, I figured as much. Gotcha. That's that sounds pretty awesome. Um, fuck. I mean, you get to go to the garden. That's gonna be cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never been inside there. I've been outside of it, but I've never been inside. So, should be uh, should be a good trip. Very nice. Very nice. Nugent, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for doing this. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we'll we're I'll, I'll get you back on here. Sooner rather than later, talk some hockey. Always a good time, man. Hey, anytime you need me, whether it's hockey or anything else, always happy to sit down and uh, you know uh, get uh, get on the occasional spot. Uh, if you if you want to in the future, in the fall, when we talk about the Browns, if you want to come on and just fucking just bitch about what I have a feeling is going to be a disaster of a season, that'd be great too. Yeah, you know what? Uh, getting ready to hang myself sounds like a terrific idea. So <laughs> definitely get me on to talk some brown. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Nuge. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Have a good night. All right, thanks, man.